Hello and welcome to this fourth episode of the 2022 Global Growth Leaders podcast with myself, Simon Haig, and my colleague, uh, esteemed colleague, Henry Wang. I'm here in Ireland and Henry's over there in Hong Kong. And they, the purpose, the, great to see you, Henry. The purpose of this, uh, this, this series of podcasts is really talking about how can leaders from the West and the East um, pursue the whole area of collaboration through innovation and you know, thinking outside the box and bringing new initiatives to, to the global marketplace. And um, Henry, it's great to see you. It's great to see you, Simon. And uh, it's wonderful that uh, we are doing this podcast together with Donny. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. And we have a very, very special guest today. His name is Donald Quinn. Um, and he started an amazing uh, entity called Enzo Initiatives, and the tagline is Be Better at Sustainability. And Enzo is a global sustainability platform for purpose-driven businesses who want to address their sustainability and implement initiatives that will benefit their business, the environment, and the community. And um, so without further ado, uh, Donald, maybe if you could just quickly introduce yourself, and then I know Henry will go into a question, but just introduce yourself to the audience. Yep. Thanks, Simon. And thanks, Henry. Yep. So my name is Donald Quinn. I'm the founder of Enzo Initiatives. And as Simon said, our mission is to help businesses become better at sustainability. Um, we are just about to launch our new platform. So this um, is great to get talking about it at this stage. And um, yeah, really excited to be here in the podcast. Great to have you. Great to have you. It's good to see you. Henry, over to you. <laughs> That's great to, to, to meet you, Donald. I can you tell us something more about the uh, Enso initiative, the platform, and also why you choose food and drink producer as your initial target market area? Sure, yeah. So um, Enso Initiatives is an online platform for businesses where they can create, implement, and then also communicate their sustainability strategy. Um, I suppose going back to where it all began, in my previous role, I worked at marketing and we worked on a few sustainability initiatives, <clears throat> excuse me, really around corporate social responsibility. We worked with charities and social enterprises, and I really enjoyed this aspect of my role. Um, but then when we were doing it, I was really looking for some resources online, some guidance, you know, around best practices, and I couldn't find much available there at all. Um, so that was in the back of my mind. At this point, I was commuting from Dundalk in Ireland to Dublin every day, so I was really, really busy. And then lockdown came in 2020, and it actually gave me some headspace. And as I wasn't commuting, I had a bit of extra time to think about. And, and this idea just came back to me, and I really got more interested in corporate sustainability and how businesses deal with sustainability. Um, you know, and from that, um, I decided to create a platform that would help businesses would de demystify sustainability for businesses. And it would make sustainability accessible and affordable, and then something which also added value to their business. And really, it was built for SMEs, but I did then, as you said, focus in on food and drinks producers um, for two reasons. Well, firstly, it was around the environmental impact. As a business, um, we want to have a massive environmental impact. And the food system itself, it's responsible for up to 34% of global greenhouse gas emissions. 26% um, of all the petroleum-based plastics go into food packaging. And 95% of these end up in landfill or in the ocean and are there for, you know, 500 plus years, well beyond our lifetime, which is crazy. So there's 
big, uh, big opportunity for us to have an impact there. And then also consumers are really demanding and seeking out sustainable products and brands and services. Um, and then also supermarkets themselves. Big supermarkets are starting to look down their value chain, look at their suppliers and make sure that those businesses are acting responsibly, environmentally friendly. Um, you know, and we, can, we really see big opportunity to help food and drinks businesses and tackle all of those issues. Well, that, that's great. And, and, and it, it's amazing. You know, I, I, I've known you for a while, Donald, and, uh, you know, you, I, I guess you're helping businesses become better at sustainability through three main things. I think strategy, you know, helping build a sustainability strategy. And I know you have a, a strategic uh, five step process. Then there's implementation. You have a framework for that. And then there's communication as well. And uh, it's amazing work that you're doing. And uh, I know over here in Ireland, um, without going into too much detail, you've got the attention of a government funding body as well. I know that they're very keen on, on the program in the food and drink sector. So well done. It's amazing the, the drive and the initiative you're bringing to it. Yeah, no, thanks, Simon. I think you really touched on it there by focusing. If you only focus on one of the issues, creating a strategy, but not looking at implementing it or communicating it or any of those one of three in isolation, you know, it's, it's good to do it, but it just the whole package needs to work together. And that's really how it harmonizes and businesses can actually get real value from it. And then they'll prioritize it as well. So that's the big goal from us. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. No, that's uh, very impressive. Uh, thanks, uh, Donna. That's very impressive. I agree. Sustainability for businesses is now very important, particularly after COP26, when many business leaders stood up and announced that uh, sustainability is now one of the top business uh, initiatives in, in their company. And many businesses now have to, uh, to develop actual plans and strategies so that they can become more sustainable. So what would be your advice to these business leaders that what are the biggest challenge for businesses to become more sustainable and, and what sort of strategies and plans they can adopt? Yeah, so really, I think you touched on a big point here, especially after COP26, where a lot of the bigger companies, they're now hiring sustainability managers, sustainability teams, and, you know, the multinationals, larger companies are working maybe with consultants, but a lot of the smaller businesses, especially small to micro businesses, they don't have those resources. So the biggest challenges that I found in talking to these businesses, it's time, knowledge, and then financial resources to invest in sustainability. And um, so really, we wanted to address all of those um, issues through the platform. We wanted to, as I said, make it accessible and affordable for businesses to get, um, get involved in sustainability. But also, it's, it's this um, thing about adding value. And once, we, once a small business can see that something's adding value, they'll prioritize it, they'll invest in it. And when it's sustainability, they'll end up making a massive or a far greater environmental impact um, and social impact. So... These are really, you know, we've realized the challenges that businesses are facing. You know, we believe that the platform addresses these and ultimately we'll make a great uh, impact on sustainability. Um, and then also a big challenge at the minute, and this is across all sectors, across all sizes of businesses, is reporting guidelines. So there's a number of um, sustainability reporting guidelines in the works. So the EU will release 
and their um, corporate social um, reporting guidelines later this year. And that's for listed companies and larger companies. Um, but once they're released, they'll give a flavor of what's to come for SMEs and smaller businesses further down the line. But really, we want to see international you know, um, guidelines, which are um, uh, synchronized and they're all the same. So I think that's standardized, I suppose. And that's a challenge that faces all businesses. And when we see that, I think all businesses can move together. They know what the metrics are. They know what they're, what they're aiming towards. At the minute, it's still a little fragmented, but we're getting there. Um, I think at the end of this year, from the EU especially, we'll see a lot more guidance, which will be really welcomed and something which will incorporate into the platform. That's wonderful. Thanks, Donald. And um, in terms of uh, the platform, how do you envisage the platform will change how businesses currently approach sustainability? What, 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 what key parts of the platform do you think will, will, will create a different way of thinking in, in the minds of how businesses approach sustainability? Yeah, yeah. So really, we touched on it earlier, and it's, it's around those three steps. And the first is looking at the strategy. So what we've done is to try and digitize the entire process. So a business owner or a small team can go onto the platform, create their strategy through a five-step process. It should take 30 or 40 minutes to get from beginning to end. And at the end, they'll have a roadmap. They'll have identified all of their impacts. And we get we just want to make it as easy as possible for businesses. So through the process, they'll um, identify all of their business activities. The system will give them impacts associated with these activities. And they'll then decide whether they want to address them in the short term, medium term or long term. And then they'll also make commitments towards um, how they're going to address their impacts. And it's all done neatly in the system. And then the second step is really around planning and management. And this will take each one of those line items. And it's nearly like a small project management tool. So if you're a business owner, you can set deadlines. The system will uh, notify you. There'll be downloadable resources. And there'll also be step-by-step guides for some of the initiatives. So again, it's to give people easy stepping stones to get moving and to get, I really think once people see the ball rolling and the, and if it's made easy for them, and they can really start to enjoy it and engage with it and embed it in their business. And then the third part of how we want to change is around communication. And <clears throat> this has been a massive issue for businesses in sustainability, especially around the issue of greenwashing. As for businesses are, talking about um, environmental initiatives that they're doing, but not really doing them. So through the platform, we want to eliminate that as much as possible. Um, through our commitments and communication, we want businesses to really make specific and detailed commitments around what they're doing and what are their goals, how they're doing it, how they're progressing. And it's really to, to, to promote transparency and credibility. And, and they're two, two of the key pillars of the, of the platform. Wow. I mean, Donald, just that answer, I don't know whether you agree, Henry, but just that answer demonstrates the amount of work that Donald has put into this in planning the user interface and the ease of access uh, that this platform will bring for businesses. I mean, it's amazing the amount of work you've done, Donald. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, you kind of mentioned a very, very soft form of audit and handholding for businesses um, but not using those words, because I think those words are very almost confrontational. You're basically basically partnering with businesses to demystify the whole area of sustainable activity. Um, and then at the other end of the process, it'll be much easier for them just to do this as a matter of habit. Would you say that's what you're doing? 
Yeah, completely, completely. And at the minute, um, in terms of reporting, especially for small businesses, we do have a reporting element, but this is more, businesses can download up-to-date um, reports under sustainability activity, which you can use for their business plans, maybe um, a pitch deck or for, if you're talking to the buyer or a supermarket, and then even just to download for the website or for social media. Um, as guidelines are introduced still from the EU and from the Irish government, we will introduce them and we will help businesses align with those uh, standards and guidelines, which again, it's nearly like when GDPR came out and people like, what you know, what is going on here? What is this? And it's the same as going to be, it's going to be similar for sustainability when new guidelines come out. And business owners are so busy, you know, especially after COVID, keeping your business afloat, focusing on the product, their team, their services, and that this, if we can take care of this for them and help it be something um, which really works for them, um, that's our goal as well, you know, going forward. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I noticed that you say on LinkedIn, it's your mission to help smaller businesses connect with customers in new ways through the sustainability story. I think that's very, very powerful because, you know, I have two daughters there, 22 and 23, and they don't buy much without looking at the origin of a product or how sustainable it is. You know, generationally, the younger generations are asking questions all the time. And, uh, and so, you know, when you talk about helping businesses connect with customers in new ways through the sustainability story, that's spot on. Henry, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> I think this is uh, very, very important work that Donna is doing because I think, you know, in COP26, a lot of business leaders stood up and said, you know, we will all adopt, uh, we're transforming our business to become sustainable businesses. But uh, really, the, the details are, are, have still to be developed. They've made these grand announcements. Uh, and uh, they, they also committed uh, themselves to the Paris Agreement and also the uh, uh, carbon neutrality plans by 2050 and 60. But really, these are so important for the world and for different countries. Uh, globally, that they now need to put a lot more details to, to these plans. And I think what the Enso platform of Dono is doing will help them to develop these, these new plans. Dono, you also mentioned some, uh, you know, that you have plans for introducing digital badges and websites. Could you tell us more about that? Because you know, this is very important. Digitization is now very, very important for businesses globally. And I can see that this could help. Yeah, no, completely, um, Henry. And again, it's around the communication elements. So we have developed a digital badge, which will sit on um, a business's website or on their email footer or maybe their social media platforms. Um, and when it, and really it's got two purposes. One, it's a visual cue to show that they're in this space. So it shows that they're active in sustainability, but also it's interactive. So if you as a customer or as Simon's daughter might be checking out the, the credentials of a brand, they'll click the badge and a web page will appear, which will show all of their sustainability um, activities, commitments, and then achievements to date. And we'll, it will nearly be like a social media platform where they can have a video of themselves talking about sustainability, why it's important to them as a business, and really get the personal side of it across because for a lot of the time here, uh, small business owners, it is a personal thing. And 
you know, they need to get their personality and their branding across, but also really show what they're doing um, regarding sustainability. And um, again, it's for two purposes. Firstly, to help the consumer clearly see what they're doing. And then secondly, to help the business avoid greenwashing and they can be proud and confident of standing over what they're saying. So if they're saying they're doing X, Y, and Z, they can really be sure about that and they can say how they're doing it. And again, um, timelines. And it's really just to make it as transparent as possible. And this is a, a really big issue. And if you look at a lot of business websites at the minute, a lot of them nearly like what you said about COP26. They're broad sweeping statements. Maybe we want to reduce our energy or we want to reduce our plastic. But really, there's no detail there. And you need to have that additional detail, you know, for it to mean anything. You need, you need to be measuring and then actually, um, you know, implementing action against targets. No, you are absolutely right. Uh, the uh, Now the stakeholders the, and the customers and the investors are putting a lot of emphasis on company performance, on sustainability. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the ESG standards and other things are making the companies have to report details of what they're doing in these areas. So I think this is great. Completely. So and just on that, Henry, there's, um, when, when we developed the badge, we didn't want it to be another accreditation badge. There's a lot of them out there. It's really to help again just around communication but we've developed two badges and the first is when a business signs up they get a badge which says ENSO pledged and that means that they've made their pledges their commitments around sustainability and once you make your initial commitments you can download this badge and that will link to your web page and it'll help you talk about what you're doing but the second is our ENSO approved badge and this is where you as a business will actually upload certain um, documents so around energy bills and an employee handbook, and we'll also be looking at stakeholder analysis and, and then also working with your community or supporting a local charity. And you'll upload documents which we will verify. And then once we verify them, you'll get your ENSO approved badge, which is just an extra bit of accreditation or not, not accreditation, but more verification of what you're doing. So, so are you using blockchain technology in these so that the different steps of accreditation will then become auditable by, by stakeholders and third parties as well? Uh, Henry, blockchain has not been incorporated yet, but it's definitely on our radar. We've been looking at, um, is it worth making that into an NFT or how can we actually um, include blockchain into that whole process? And that will come down the line after our launch. That is definitely a big focus. And I, I see big value there and big opportunity. Absolutely, great point. Well, it's, I'm, I'm actually watching the two of you talking, and for the audience out there, I don't know whether you know, but Henry is one of the world's leading experts in, the whole, in this whole area, and, uh, you know, uh, 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 he's worked, he works with the B20, he's worked with the OECD, numerous universities, including Imperial College and the UK government, and to watch the two of you talking together, it's a real joy, because I know you as well, Donald, so... Uh, I just wanted to let the world know that, that this is me watching two experts. <laughs> thank so. you. Thank you, Simon. You're, you're too kind. I'm, I'm just a student of sustainability, <laughs> but I do feel that this is, I do feel very passionate about it. And it is very important for the world and climate change and sustainability are some of the top issues facing the world at this moment in time. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And so just a couple more questions, Donald. Where, where do you see the biggest opportunities for businesses to start making an impact and contribute to either through the platform or influenced by it nationally and internationally? Where do you think they can make the, the biggest impact? Yeah, so look, especially when we look at small and micro businesses, you can really just start by looking at your own energy use. So I really advise, and it's so simple, you can look back at your, everyone gets an electronic um, utility bill these days. You can look back at your energy usage over the last 12 months and you can actually start measuring that. So, um, you know, calculate what that is. Even on the bottom of a lot of bills now, it talks about your emissions and what you've actually, yeah. emission factor, which is amazing. And um, so I really advise, like look back at last year and just um, calculate how much you've used and maybe then, and reference that against your outputs, you know, in kilograms or your number of employees or your revenue. And then all of a sudden you've got a baseline to which um, you can now start measuring against and setting targets against. So, you know, from there you can start making simple changes. And it's really like looking at making sure the lights are turned off at night and making sure, uh, if, you know, a machine in your factory isn't running um, when it shouldn't be running. And there's a lot, you can literally like cut your um, usage by 10, 15% quite easily just by doing really simple measures. Um, and then also there's a lot of government funding out there around <clears throat> environmental. So if you look at SEAI in Ireland, um, you know, there's a lot of funding around um, reforming your um, premises, energy saving um, tips as well. So I definitely point people in that direction. And then on the social element, we are really focusing on employee um, well-being and, and making sure that employees have clear, transparent, and terms and conditions. So um, if you don't have an employee handbook, maybe look at that and make sure all of your employees are getting that. And um, you know, you'll increase employee engagement and get to make, just making sure that they're aware of everything that they need to be. And then finally, really around community engagement. And this is a really simple one, especially for small businesses. Look and you know, see if there's any initiatives or organizations, maybe a social enterprise or a charity that you can align with. Um, you can maybe support them with products or services. You know, maybe it's financial, maybe it's volunteering, but there's, a, there's plenty of ways you can support your local community. And again, this will you know, build your brand awareness, build relationships, and again, really build employee engagement, which is, you know, it's what it's all about. And it's, you know, just makes you a better business, creates a far better atmosphere in your business as well. So they're the wow. simple things. Again, Donald, you've thought about it. You really thought this through. This is one of the things I'm most impressed about with you. You're very methodical and you're thinking one step ahead and one step ahead and you're planning this, uh, which is a great thing. So just to bring this to an end, the future, let's talk a little bit about the future for Enzo and the platform and what are your plans and what are your hopes for the platform and for the company? Yeah, look, that's a great question. That's probably what's on my mind all the time at the minute. So we are going back into development um, now over the coming weeks and we're going to launch the platform in July and that's going to be in Irish and then in a few weeks a UK launch and which is really really exciting and then you touched on it earlier we've just recently really recently received um, funding from Taste for Success through the um, Future Dynamics program and this is uh, co-funded by Skillnet Ireland and the funding involves a number of their businesses being able to use the Enso platform fully funded um, from when it launches in July. So it's really, really exciting. And thanks to everybody there. And we will be releasing a lot more information on that over the coming weeks. 
Um, so um, watch out for that. So if you're a food or drinks producer and think that you might be interested in, in using the platform, you know, over from July, um, you can reach out to me. Um, Simon might be able to share my details, but it's donal at ensoinitiatives.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn. It's Enso Initiatives or me, Donald Quinn, on LinkedIn. And we'll be releasing a lot more information. And then, you, you know, the, the other thing is really around um, guidelines and, and what's coming down in terms of EU standards. So we'll be keeping a really close eye on this because, as I said, later this year, we're going to have standards for large and listed companies. And that will really set the tone for what's coming down the track for SMEs. So once we see these at the end of the year, we can actually start implementing elements of those into the platform um, early next year in anticipation for these coming down the track for SMEs. So if I was a small business and I really want to start getting ahead of this, and um, you know, we want to give businesses the opportunity to, uh, to do that. Um, and finally, just in terms of growth, we'd love to um, go to the US and um, we've got a, a couple of other markets identified. And I suppose as the guidelines come in, we would probably look to um, diversify to other sectors, but we really want to focus on food and drinks at the minute and um, yeah, just um, help these businesses out as much as possible. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the US because I was going to say earlier on, it's a bit of a random number and I don't know whether it's right, but I've heard it a couple of times that domestic, um, domestic air conditioning consumption in the US uses more electricity than all of the electricity on the content, continent of Africa. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I wouldn't be, Henry, I wouldn't be surprised if it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised too. I don't know the exact number, but uh, with climate change, you know, there are extreme weather incidents, uh, extreme, and these include extreme high temperatures, wildfires, and things like this, and typhoons and hurricanes, which are causing you know, a lot of damages to communities and uh, not only in the US, but also in Australia, Europe and other places. Yeah. So I, 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 that's why this climate change is really one of the top issues facing the world. And, and the, uh, we were asked by the G20 leaders to advise them, you know, if, if the world, what, what is the damage that could do to the world GDP? By, by climate change. And the answer is really, really amazing. You know, if the world carries on with global warming and, and doesn't improve, it could destroy about 40% of the world GDP, you know, at the, at the end of this century. And, and that, that is frightening because, you know, we, you know, this is going to be much worse than what is COVID at this moment in time. Yeah, so absolutely. it's important that we all work on this. We all need well, to work together, absolutely. We, absolutely. We need to work together. And that's a great way of bringing this to a conclusion, Donald, because uh, as I said at the beginning, the, the aim of this is our second series, Henry and I. We did the first series of the Global Growth Leaders podcast in 2020. And this is our second series. And this is the fourth episode. And we're going to continue. And our, our deeply held belief is that the more that we talk, the more that the West and the East talks, the more that we all talk, about how we can view the world in a, in a, in a more productive way, in a future fit way, um, yeah. harnessing mainly the young minds, your young minds, as opposed to the older minds of Henry and I, and, and <laughs> harness, harness great initiatives and great incentives for growth. So 
Donal, um, that was a wonderful conversation. Henry, I don't know whether you want to say something final as well. Yes, I've, I've really enjoyed talking with you, Simon and Donal, on this. I think uh, this is a really important uh, topic. And many, many global leaders and also business leaders have also pledged in COP26 that they would support sustainability and try to mitigate uh, climate change and to reduce global warming. So I think I've really enjoyed this discussion and I hope our, our audience globally in different countries will enjoy this as much as we have. So thank Absolutely. you to you both. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank thanks, you to the audience. Thanks, Henry. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed the chat as well. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.